Welcome to the PEBC podcast. My name is Michelle Jones, and I will be hosting our series on phenomenal teaching. This series is a collection of conversations with various authors, classroom teachers, education leaders, and staff developers whose work has influenced the PEBC teaching framework. In each episode, we'll explore how the strands of planning, community, workshop, thinking strategies, discourse, and assessment cultivate student agency and understanding for each and every learner. Thank you so much for listening in. Today, Wendy Wardhofer is joining us to kick off the Phenomenal Teaching podcast series. She is the author of numerous books about math workshop, science inquiry, and STEM identity, and her most recent book, Phenomenal Teaching, is now available through Heinemann. Wendy is also the Senior Director of Content Development and Publications for the PEBC. Wendy, welcome to the episode one of our new podcast series. I'm really excited to talk to you today about your new book and the PEBC teaching framework, but first, let's talk about the podcast series itself. We've had this dream for a long time, and it's actually happening. So what are you thinking? Michelle, thank you so much. I'm just tickled to be here with you and launching this podcast series. As you say, we have had this dream for ages, just talking and thinking about all the smart, creative educators that we know. And wouldn't it be wonderful to bring them together in a way uh, that they could share their thinking through a podcast? And so in this era of innovation, uh, quarantine and com- complex learning, uh, we just decided to get get ourselves going. And you've done a great job taking the lead and uh, we've learned some new software and we're so excited to share this with our friends around the world. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for the encouragement and the thought leadership. It has been a great collaboration and I think the series is going to be really interesting in a way to showcase so many teachers and so many authors and their thinking and their great work with kids. So thank you. Absolutely. So let's dive in um, to the PEBC teaching framework. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of the PEBC teaching framework? Sure. Um, Well, I feel like the PEBC teaching framework has a history as long as the history of the PEBC. Uh, Since the 80s, when the proficient reader research came out, this organization has been really looking at how can educators draw forth the best thinking of young people and support them in making meaning, uh, particularly as readers? And from there, developed an understanding about all the elements of instruction that were important to teach for understanding and agency among students. And so that history is long. And I want to start there because it was about 10 years ago when we recognized we know so much about this goal of teaching for understanding, let's organize and synthesize and create our own tool to help us understand all that goes into this work. And that's when uh, Stevie Quaid and Paula Miller, two of our esteemed colleagues, assembled sort of an early draft of this document in, in the format that we called the Continuum of Instructional Best Practices. And that came out in 2012. And then since that time, we've really evolved and grown and learned and continued to study and collaborate to bring it to the present day, this structure that we call the teaching framework. And this uh, tool is really designed to answer the question, how do we teach for agency and understanding all across the curriculum, not in a particular content area or particular grade level, but what are those transferable elements we can all use? 
So when you think about that idea of like those transferable elements or this framework, what are the major strands or the major components of the framework? Sure. Well, the the first layer we call stance, like that's not even in the framework, but it's the first chapter of the book because stance really lays the groundwork for what we need to know, who we need to be as teachers to convey our best hopes for students through our behavior. And so the foundation of the framework is about having productive dispositions and creating an uh, environment where students feel honored and uh, inspired to do their best work. The framework itself has six strands, and those are planning, community, workshop, thinking strategies, discourse, and assessment. Great. So when you think about those, you know, the idea of stance and those six instructional strands, if you will, let's talk a little bit about purpose. What is the purpose behind the framework? Right. So as I say, answering that question of how can we teach for agency and understanding. And so the purpose really of this tool is as a tool, as a resource for teachers inspired to grow their instructional practice. Uh, it's not designed as a rubric or as a, a, a gotcha, something for administrators to walk around and check boxes, but really as a friendly guide for a teacher who wants to pause and look at what she's doing or he's doing now and say, hmm, I'd like to get better at discourse, for example. And so what might I try next? And look at this uh, tool, which is structured as an additive rubric, really. Ah, so I'm doing these components. And then what, what could I add on? It's uh, also designed for, to support teachers in really thinking about practices that can grow their efficacy with all learners. Uh, we know right now our classrooms are populated by a broad range of students, of uh, culturally and linguistically diverse students, students with um, trauma and other emotional challenges at home and a variety of cultures and uh, countries of origin. And so the purpose of this framework also is to address the needs across the board by supporting teachers in considering community and how valuable community is to support learners' progress, no matter where they came in from, knowing that they're safe and supported. Uh, this whole notion of planning in our framework is really to do with knowing your students, who they are, what they need, and making positive presuppositions about their cultural background. And then as we move in, for example, to the strand of discourse, we know that language development is such an important um, piece for all of our learners, but for those who may be um, learning English later, it's so valuable that they have opportunities to experience oral rehearsal in small groups with colleagues, as well as just that structure of sort of power sharing that happens when the teacher stops talking and invites the students to speak. And so this framework is really designed to support the broad range of learners that walk into our classrooms and support all of our teachers in serving them as best as we can. Wendy, thank you so much. I think that really helps paint a picture of not only the design of the framework, but again, of that purpose, that this is a, a resource that can be used in a K kind of graduate context, I think, um, for all educators to think about what are the ways in which I can plan and 
facilitate instruction in a way to foster agency and understanding for all students, regardless of content area or kind of setting of the school, if you will. It really is a more of a global framework that's rooted in research. Yeah, that's an accurate description. Beautiful. Yeah, much more concise than what I just <laughs> rambled away about. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for so long, Michelle. <laughs> I love that. So let's talk about like practicality and what does it look like and sound like to use the framework now in this context of remote and distance learning? I know you're working with schools and teachers across the country right now, all in a virtual setting. Take us into practical application. What is this framework all about and how might one use it with teachers and leaders in schools? Yeah, that's a great question. And a question I'd say that you and I and all of our colleagues are still in the process of answering. Um, And yet I will share that one thing we're finding is that the framework really does hold water in this virtual setting. It's not about tricks and tips in the classroom, but more of a stance and an approach to uh, supporting all learners' success through these thoughtful elements. Uh, I'll share one example. Yesterday, I was working with some teachers, uh, math teachers from Aurora, talking about planning for the coming school year and really wanting to refine and think carefully about what what they were going to do with their early units. And what we came to realize through our conversation is very difficult to plan right now because there's so many unknowns. We We don't know what school is going to look like or how the time is going to be configured and what's going to be online, in person. So many questions. And so the the outcome of that realization was really looking at our planning process and asking ourselves, okay, what is essential? What has to happen here? And uh, we were thinking about sort of the metaphor of packing a suitcase. If, If we're packing this unit called... Um, seventh grade probability, we might start by just throwing everything we could possibly do related to that topic on the bed and looking at it all and then imagining, well, we don't have time for everything. So let's pick and choose uh, what would be most important for students. And we'll sort of pack that into the suitcase that's going on this journey called the probability unit. But then we were recognizing that let's just say uh, we can't do everything in that suitcase because school looks different and we have limitations around us because of remote learning. And so then we were asking, what would go in the carry-on bag? Uh, What are the really critical understandings that a a 12-year-old experiencing this probability unit might need to take away? And so that process of thoughtful planning, of really sifting and sorting and prioritizing the standards and learning targets was something even that became even more refined, I think, because of the challenges of distance learning. And yet we were still thinking about, as I describe in the book and as is detailed in our framework, this idea of who are our people um, and what is the process that's going to support them in achieving those learning targets, which are our purpose in, in, the, in the planning stage. Wendy, that's such a great example because it really speaks to the specificity of the teaching framework, but at the same time, the adaptability, that Mm -hmm. those elements of planning that you wrote about in Phenomenal Teaching and that are kind of delineated, if you will, on the teaching framework 
can be applied across context and even can help us in this time of so much uncertainty and so much ambiguity? I hope so, Michelle. It's not a panacea, but we we are striving. I think that's, yeah, that is a that is a great verb, striving. I think that is what we are all trying to do during this time, striving to meet the needs of students and teachers and leaders and systems. So let's talk a little bit about the book itself, Phenomenal Teaching. Um, that is the place where the PEBC teaching framework is actually published. So mm-hmm. when you think about, you know, your role as the author of that text, what was your what was your hope? What was your vision of that book? Yeah, so Michelle, we are so fortunate, you and I both, to work in this phenomenal community of educators and have access to the great thinking of lab hosts, of staff developers, of some of the sort of thought leaders that brought PEBC into this work, like Ellen Keene and Sam Bennett, Chris Devani. And so uh, really the purpose of this text was taking this huge knowledge cloud that we get to bask in uh, continuously and trying to format and organize it in a way that will provide access for friends and colleagues and clients and teachers um, throughout our network. So that was really the vision. And in doing so, it was greatly rewarding. I mean, I'm really just the spokesperson for a whole bunch of really insightful and, and thoughtful educators, I feel. And so that was quite an honor for me to get to create this product out of all that thinking. And yet, I think what's tricky about a book is it's done and it's printed and it's sent out. And then, as you and I know, life goes on and we continue to evolve and grow and learn new things. And so um, as much as I'm delighted to have this book out there, I'm more delighted to continue to be a part of PEBC's network where we can take this forward. That's really exciting. And that's, you know, so humble of you. I mean, you're such a great writer. You're such a great author and you bring the thinking and the practices of teachers to life in each and every one of your texts. And so I think for, um, for our listeners who are just getting the book Phenomenal Teaching, they'll find so many great anecdotes. They're going to feel like they're actually sitting in classrooms, which I think makes it just a really exciting and engaging read. Um, you know, knowing that this book has just come out and um, the PEBC is all about providing engaging learning opportunities for educators. We are obviously in you know the midst of the pandemic and we're thinking about ways to support adult learners as we move forward. When you think about that work at PEBC, what's coming up that you're excited about that you'd want to share with our listeners? Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, it's been exciting just to see how we can shift our forum, but sustain sort of the interactive pedagogy that PEBC so strongly advocates uh, into the online setting. So we have some ongoing offerings right now. We're in the process of a book study, as you know, around phenomenal teaching, where we have a weekly meeting uh, chapter by chapter. I think this week uh, we did chapter three and uh, we'll continue forward with that. So that's been a great forum for people to just come and talk about what they've read and what they're figuring out and what they're wondering as educators. We also have some online courses um, offered on the Canvas platform. We're currently conducting a 12-week course on workshops specifically that goes far more in-depth than the book itself. 
And that course, along with a new online course focused on the thinking strategies, will be repeated over the summer term, launching on June the 1st. So I would encourage and invite anyone who wants to participate in a learning community as well as deepen their thinking about this framework to join us for those. And then I saved the best for last because most excitingly, uh, we have had planned for more than a year now a conference-style event we're calling our Phenomenal Teaching Symposium that will take place on June the 18th. Of course, it was initially planned in person, but we're moving it online, and it's going to include a wonderful keynote by our friend Stevie Quaite, a thoughtful author and educator uh, around this theme of phenomenal teaching. And then we're going to have just a cornucopia of breakout sessions throughout the day offered by lab hosts, staff developers, friends of PEBC who will be sharing how they are taking phenomenal teaching and bringing it to life in the context of their own classrooms and online work at this time. So it's going to be a celebration of learning as well as an inspiration for all of us as we grapple to make sense of this new normal. So information, as you know, about all those events is available on the pebc.org website. And we would love and encourage any of our friends out in podcast listener land to come and participate with us and be a part of our phenomenal teaching community. Well, Wendy, thank you so much. We, I just always appreciate an opportunity to talk with you and think and just think about possibilities, but I really want to thank you for your innovation and your creativity and your passion for learning. So thank you so much for joining us today and we'll be in touch soon. Thank you, Michelle. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. We hope our time together bolstered your agency and understanding. PEBC is headquartered in Denver, Colorado, and works locally and nationally to cultivate agency, equity, and understanding, as described in Wendy Ward-Hoffer's newest book, Phenomenal Teaching. PEBC provides customized on-site professional development and coaching for schools and districts, facilitates a variety of institutes and seminars, and offers an array of online learning experiences for all educators. We also prepare new teachers via the PEBC Teacher Residency Program. Check us out at pebc.org. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.